Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live.
Amen. Take me to the cave. Amen. I've tried everything else. Amen. And everything I've tried has failed. Amen. It's time now that you take me to the cave. Amen. My heart is torn in pieces. Therefore, I don't have much to bring. But still yet, take me to the king. Amen. I give myself as an offering. I believe that's what Paul stated when he said, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him which is our reasonable service. That we don't be conformed to this world, but that we be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That we may prove that which is good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Amen. It's something that we need to show the world concerning our God. In our service to God, we need to have something to show. Had a saying, show and tell. Amen. It's not much of what we say, but it's everything in what we do. There was one cliche that they said people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Amen. And the only way we learn this, and the only way it can be a part of us, if somebody takes time to take us to the king. Doesn't matter what we've been through. Doesn't matter how bad my situation may look. Amen. I've heard in the word of God that there's nothing too hard for God to do. So therefore, regardless to who you have talked to me about, who didn't help you or who didn't help the other one, just take me to the king. That's the only place I need to go right now is to the king. Amen. What a song. Amen. So skillfully and well done. Amen. By Sister Lewis and Sister Evans. Amen. As they sang the song, Take Me to the King. When you sing a song of that magnitude, Amen. You, it has to be done with some feelings. It has to be done having some experience with life. Amen. To tell someone else where you need to go. Our lesson on today will be coming from the first chapter of the book of Daniel. The first chapter of the book of Daniel. Amen. We thank God for all of you who have assembled here on today. Thank God for choir. 
song that was sang and the prayers that went forth. Amen. I pray that you pray for the word. Thank God for those who have called to listen in to our broadcast on today. Amen. We are the New Earth Life Ministries. I'm Pastor Herman L. Evans. We're located 32822 State Highway 249 in Pinehurst, Texas. Our zip here is 77362. Our email address is nwoflife2002 at yahoo.com. We would be glad to hear from you. From the first chapter of the book of Daniel, we begin reading from verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem, and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuch, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat, and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishkah, and Azariah, unto whom the princes of the eunuch gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name Mel. Belchazar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Meshach, Meshach, and to Azariah of Benigo. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs, that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I feel, my lord, the king, who had appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse likened than the children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuch had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Prove thy servant, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. 
Then let our countenance be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portions of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter, and proved them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their countenance appeared fairer, fairer and fattier in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Malzor took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink, and gave them pulse. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. We'd like to speak for a little while out of the subject, Outliving. Outliving. Our Father and our God, we thank you once again for this privilege and opportunity to be found in the service of God one more time. Father, we thank you for all those who have gathered. Thank you for those who called in. Thank you, Father, for the service that has been rendered thus far to your holy and righteous name. And, Lord, we pray for your blessings upon one and all in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for your healing and your deliverance from everything that's not like you. We pray, Father, that you encourage our hearts through the scriptures that we have read and through, the, and through the message that will be given in the mighty name of Jesus. Touch us, Lord, in a very special way and help us, Lord, to live Christ each and every day. And, Father, we be mindful to give your name praise, glory, and honor. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and the church says, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. There's just some things that goes on in what we call life that we just can't escape. And when those times come in our lives, we just have to learn how to outlive it. Amen. We shouldn't bow to it. Amen. Or give in to it. But we need to just learn how to outlive it. The Bible declares that in this life, we will have trials and tribulations. Jesus said, in me, you have perfect peace. Amen. These people who we have read about in the book of Daniel, amen, these are the people of God. These are God's chosen people. He chose them to represent him in the earth, to make his name known among all nations. Amen. He gave them a promise that he would bring them into the land that was flourishing with milk and honey. Every promise that God made, amen, he saw through to his word. He brought the children of Israel to the land that flourished with milk and honey. He watched over them and he protected them. He even prospered them. He fought their battles and gave them victory. Amen. And in doing all of that for them, amen, when they looked at the people that was in the land that God brought them to, 
they had the audacity to ask God to give them a king that they may be like other nations. How many here today know that God is not looking for us to be like other people, but he has called us to be different? Matter of fact, Jesus said in his teaching that we should let our light shine before men that they may see our good works that it may glorify our Father, which is in the heaven. So therefore, he gives us a different type of teaching to live by. Amen. He gives us something to glorify him in our living. Amen. He, he gives us something to be an example to the world that they may get to know who is the truth and living God. There are people in this world, amen, as well as during the time of Daniel, that made things and people their God. But God is trying to tell somebody today that he is God, and beside him there is no other. Amen. He said, Jesus said, I am the truth and the life. Amen. I am the way, the truth. And the life. No man can go unto the Father except he come by me. Amen. The children of Israel had the proper teaching. Amen. They had examples of people who lived before them. Amen. For matter of fact, every time they got to a place in life, they always said that they called on the God of their father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. So they had history. They had teaching. They had something to lean back on every time they got in a stressful or a distressful situation. Amen. Every time something came out against them, they called on the God of their father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. They knew the history of Abraham. Amen. They had the testimony of Isaac. Amen. Who brought forth Esau and Jacob. Jacob was the one who brought forth the 12 children of Israel that represented the tribes of Israel. They had history, amen, that told them concerning what their God can do. Amen. But in having all this history, in having all of these testimonies, in having all of these things, amen, put in their possession to look back on and to live by and to trust in, amen, they still say it. Give us a king, amen, that we may be like these other nations, amen. And it was through them having other people to rule over them as a king. After God had done all he did for them, amen, after he delivered them from out of four generations, amen, of slavery, after he had gave them a land that they did not buy, vineyards they did not plant, houses they did not build, he gave it to them, amen, and they still said, give us a king. What audacity we as a people can have that we will look up to people much more than we would look up to God who gave us life. We look up to people and depend on people and give them, amen, our utmost attention and 
give ourselves to them, amen, and honor them much more than we do God who has provided for us. What kind of accident can we have when we allow people to come before God? God told the children of Israel when they was coming through the wilderness on their way to the promised land, when he gave them the Ten Commandments. He said, for I am a jealous God. Amen. I will visit the iniquities of the Father upon the children to the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. When you talk about people that hate him, he's talking about people who does not honor him as being God. Amen. It was down to the ages. It didn't happen all of a sudden. These things don't happen and come overnight. It come over a period of time. When we begin to do them and we find that nothing comes from it and nothing happens, amen, immediately to us, amen, we tend to get comfortable in our sin. We, come to, we, we tend to get comfortable in our walk with people rather than our walk with God. We begin to start to make people our God rather than God being God. We rather begin to start pleasing people much more than we tend to want to please God. And, and, it, and, it, and it happens over a period of time. And during this period, God does some things. Amen. He uses some people. He'll give a message to try and bring your attention back to him before he pass judgment upon you. Amen. This is not, amen, called adultery. It's called idolatry. When we begin to give other things more attention than we give God. Lord, I hope somebody hearing me here today. Amen. A lot of times we tend to focus upon the fleshly things of sin, something like adultery, a fornication, amen, a lying, a stealing. But there's something that God hates even much more than those things, and it's called idolatry, where we make other things our God and we depend more on it or somebody else than we depend on God. We tend to get it and other people more attention and time than we do to God. And all the time that it takes for us to do these things, it begins to upset our God. I know a lot of people like to say God is a loving God. Yes, he is a loving God. That's why he says he's a jealous God. Because the people who love is the ones who become jealous. A person who don't love will never be jealous. Amen. So God tries to tell us how much he loves us by telling us how jealous he is of us when we attempt to give time and attention to other things other than other than him. It was down through the years that Israel began to get weaker and weaker. They tended to give less time to God, amen, and more time to the things that God has placed in their lives. It don't happen Overnight, it happened over a span of time. You know, when you miss church, amen, over a period of time, it becomes easy to miss it again. When you stop praying, it becomes easier not to pray again, amen. When you stop worshiping and, and singing praise to God, it becomes easier to stop praying and worshiping 
him again. Amen. Until you become numb to the presence of God. You lose, amen, the feel of God in your life. Amen. You don't have no more conviction of God in your life. And so now the things that you do, amen, it becomes numb to you because now the presence of God is altogether gone from you. Oh, yeah, you might come. You might sing a few songs. You might even take your tithes and put, put up a little offering. Amen. But the true feeling of why you're here, the true reason of why you sing when you're here, amen, don't have the same significant meaning to you because now the very presence of God has gone from you because you have become numb to being convicted of your wrongdoing. Israel had got like that. They had became idolaters. They had begun to give more attention to other things rather than God. They were still sacrificing, and they were still having, amen, the feast, amen, of unleavened bread. They were still having the feast of the, of the Passover and all of these things that they had recognized, amen, that their fathers did. It's bad when you just have a tradition of things and have not, amen, a feeling of commitment to what you're doing. The commitment, amen, and the true feeling of their worship was not there. And they had became idolaters. They had became, began to serve and worship other gods. They had began to institute, amen, idol worship into their own worship, amen. And this thing infuriated God. And so God gave the prophet Jeremiah a message to go and tell the children of Israel, amen, that if they don't straighten up and begin to fly right, that they're going to bring them into servitude from a nation, amen, that came from the north. Amen. They didn't give that no mind because the nation that was to the north wasn't no powerhouse at that time. Israel was doing fine. Amen. They wasn't fearing no man. Amen. They had everything that a nation could want. Amen. They had the high walls and they had the king. Amen. And all the former history, amen, was nothing but victory. Amen. But how many people know that God got something, amen, that he can bring in your life? Amen, that can, that can tear it all down. Amen, overnight. Amen, while Israel, amen, was still doing their own thing. Amen, God was allowing Babylon to become a powerful nation. Amen, when you don't give attention, amen, to the things that's around you, and all you can see is what's in the front of you, amen, and what you want to do, and what satisfies your flesh, Amen. You really don't know what's happening behind the scenes. And behind the scenes, God was allowing Babylon to become more powerful. Amen. Is that a sign that what happened? God sent Babylon. Amen. Sent Babylon to Jerusalem. That's funny how, how trouble can come knock at your own door. Amen. You don't have to go out and look for it. Amen. It'll come and look for you. Amen. During the time that Babylon, amen, was getting strong. Amen, to start taking nations over by storm. Amen, the Bible said they had a young man named Jehoiakim, amen, who was king over Judah. The Bible said that Jehoiakim was the evil king. 
Amen. He didn't give attention to God, not the commandments of God. Amen. He was only concerned about pleasing himself. Amen. And being a people pleaser. Amen. He wanted people to accept him rather than accept the God that he was supposed to be serving. Amen. So God takes Babylon and he sends Babylon, amen, into Jerusalem. Amen. The king in, in Babylon was Nebuchadnezzar, a proud individual. Amen. Somebody who looked upon, amen, the, the, the weapons of his warfare and the God that he served. How is it that people who do not believe in the true and living God, amen, can believe in their God much more than you can believe and trust in yours? Lord, help us. When people begin to change our hearts and our thoughts concerning what they want to do, much more than we can change them into what we're doing for God. Help us here today. These people believe in the God that they serve. Matter of fact, we still have it in our society today over in Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan. Amen. What they, they don't fight a war for themselves. Who they say they're fighting for? They're fighting a holy war. Amen. They're fighting for the God that they serve. They're fighting for the God of Islam. Amen. When are we going to stand up for the God, amen, of heaven? When are we going to stand up for Jehovah and Jesus Christ? When are we going to stand, amen, for the God that we serve? Nebuchadnezzar, amen, believed in the God that he served. Amen. God began to weaken the forces of Israel. Amen. So Babylon could take Jerusalem over. Amen. Nebuchadnezzar and his men, amen, they, they went into Jerusalem. And they didn't only besiege Jerusalem, amen, everything that was there, they took. Amen, they, 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 they ravaged the house of God. Lord, help us in day. They took all the fine vessels that was in the house of God, the things that God had brought in there to represent, amen, him, being in their lives and all the things that they had when they came through the wilderness, the vessels that they had and the last stands that they had and the gold and the silver that was there that they had used to make the house so beautiful, amen, to go in and for people to feel so proud that this is the type of God that we serve. Amen. The Bible says they carried it all into the house of their God. Lord, help us here today. He said they carried it all and brought the vessels and the treasures of God into the house of their God. Lord, help us here today. When we can't hold up, amen, the bloodstained banner of our God, amen, we being defeated when we should be victors. When we should be victors, we becoming victims, amen, of our own circumstance, amen. A lot of times we like to point the finger at other people, amen, rather than, amen, looking at ourselves in the mirror and realizing that we are victims of our own circumstance. Amen. God is a God. Amen. That sees, that look, that sits high and he look low. And he behold the evil and the good. He see everything we do. Amen. We might be going through the motions. Amen. We might be saying we hold in service. Amen. But are you living? Are you living what you're saying? Amen. Are you living what you're singing about? Amen. He's looking for somebody, amen, to hold up that blood. Stand down for him. The Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar began to look over, amen, the children of Israel. Amen. He began to choose out choice young men, amen, to serve him in his palace. Amen. Look how, how the devil works. Amen. He don't care about 
everything. He only cares about the things that will bring service to God. Amen. He cares about the ones that uh, uh, direct the choir. He cares about the ones who sings in the choir. He cares about, amen, the, the, the ushers and, and the deacons and, and the preachers in the church. Those are the ones that he come after. You didn't heard the old cliche, if you cut the head off, the body's going to fall. Amen. So he comes at, at the same that, that's the head of anything. Amen. Even in our society. Amen. When we had the civil rights movement. Amen. They didn't worry about all the young people that were doing the marching. They wanted to kill the ones who were directing. Amen. The marching. Amen. They wanted to kill the ones and take the ones out. Amen. Who was encouraging the ones to march. Amen. And so what Nebuchadnezzar does is what's being done in our society today. He takes the choice, young men. Amen. And he brings them in to his palace, and the first thing he tells them is about changing these young men. This is how Satan gets next to the people of God. And sometimes, baby, there's something that, that you don't have no, 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 no choice over, but something you just got to what? Outlive. You just got to outlive it. Amen. Because Nebuchadnezzar, amen, has came into the city of God and taken the people of God. Everybody wasn't responsible. Everybody wasn't guilty of idolatry. But everybody that was there, amen, had to suffer for what some had did. And that's bad when a whole lot, when everybody got to suffer for what some people do. And so what the very first thing he do take, give me the ones, amen, of the children of Israel. Amen, that is well favored. Bring me the ones that don't have any type of blemish in them. Bring me the ones that have a great understanding in science and, and, and skillful in wisdom. He said, bring me these. The Bible says that they pointed out Daniel. Amen, they pointed out uh, Hananiah and Meshach and Azariah. We know them in the church as Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. He said, bring me these young men. Amen. I want to bring them into my palace. And God all, I mean, the, the, the devil always try and pick out the ones that seem to be the strongest, the ones who seem to have some type of leadership ability and try and break them down. How do you think a house is destroyed? Huh? How do you think a house is destroyed? He come at the strongest one. He come at the head of that house. Amen. And if they can get to the head of the house, if the dad is the head, he come after the daddy so the whole house could fall. If the mama is serving as mother and father, he come and destroy the mind of the mother, amen, so the children would fall. How many times did he saw houses, amen, in, 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 in disarray because, the, because Satan came in and attacked the head? The Bible says that a house that's divided against itself, it can't stand. It can't stand. Amen. And so when he gets Shadrach, Meshach, and if any goes, the very first thing he do, he changed their name. Amen. He changed their name. Amen. What, what does the Bible teach us? It teaches us what? To be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the first thing he want to get to, son. He want to get to your mind. Make yourself thinking different. Make yourself talking different. Because the Bible says a man thinking in his heart, so, so is he. And so he begins, they begin to do what? trying to transform them by changing their name. Amen. Because a person's name during this period of time had a great significant meaning to it. Amen. It had a great significant meaning to it. And all of these young men, amen, that had came from out of Jerusalem, their name had meant something concerning 
their God. And so what he does, he changes their name to try and forget the God that they serve, to try and forget what God has for their lives. Because every person who had a name, amen, that was insignificant to God, it was letting them know that God has something, has something in store for you to do. Isn't that funny? How God can gift you, sister. How God can bless you, brother, and put something inside of you for you to be a blessing to the nation of God. And that's the thing that the enemy comes after. Amen. He comes to take your gift, your talent, amen, that you can give to God. The Bible says that the enemy comes not but to do what? Steal, kill, and to destroy. This is what, this is what Nebuchadnezzar does. He does not, when he goes into Jerusalem, he does not kill everybody. What he does, he takes them into captivity. Amen. He takes them into captivity, and he begins to change them. He begins to rearrange their minds and their hearts and their, and their lifestyle. Amen. So they can prove that God is not God. The king takes the eunuch, and he tells the eunuch, to take these young men, and he said, take them and begin to give them choice meat to eat and to give them some wine. You know, people on the outside know just as much about what you on the inside supposed to be living before God. There's people that will call you a hypocrite because they know what you're supposed to be about. And so what he does, he gives them something or, or introduces them to something that they're not supposed to indulge in. He wanted to give them some, some, some meat that God had told them from the time that they came through the wilderness that they should not be eating. Amen. He wanted to give them wine what they should not be drinking. Wine was meant, amen, only for worship and for medication. But he wanted to give them this. Because this was their lifestyle. People want to change you from who you're supposed to be into what they want you to be so you can be accepted. And so he gives it to them, but, but they've got somebody that's going to stand up for what is right. Amen. And you have to understand that Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego was not the only one that was in the king's palace, but there was the only one that was there that stood up for what is right. Somebody got to take a stand. Somebody got to take a stand. Daniel went to uh, Melzah, amen, the king's eunuch, who was over those that they had, had brought back to Babylon in captivity. And he said, look here, my friend. He said, look here, Melzah. He said, look, don't make me defile myself. Amen. Don't make me defile myself. Baby, you got to learn how to speak up for what you believe in. Amen. The only way a person going to respect you for who you are. And for what you believe in, you got to take a stand and stand up. Amen. Because the time going to come, sooner or later, when the person going to take what you have, have not stood up for and wash your face with it. They're going to wash your face with what you said you're supposed to be about, but yet you haven't stood up and spoke out for what you believe in. Amen. Daniel stood out. And he spoke up for what he believed in. And he asked them, said, look, I've heard the king, amen, was giving portions from his table for us to eat. And I heard that he was selling wine for us to drink. But please, Mr. Melzor, Mr. Yoni, please don't make me 
defile myself. Amen. You got to let a person know what you're about. You got to let a person know what you believe in. Because if you don't tell them what you believe in, they're going to tell you what they believe in, and you're going to start believing like they believe. You're going to start doing what they do because you want to be accepted. If you look at the scripture, it tells you that they had other Israelites that was in the, in the palace that ate of the king's table and drank of his wine. But Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, the Bible says that they took a stand. Melchior, he goes to Daniel and says, look, my friend, he said, I'm trying to look out for you. Amen. I'm trying to speak for you. But the king has gave a decree that you should eat and drink from his table. Don't put me in danger of me losing my head. Don't put me in danger of me losing my life. Now, these people have a certain lifestyle that they live by. I hope somebody see what I'm seeing here. They had something that they had believed in all their life. They were raised like this. They were taught like this. But because the stand that Daniel took, he changed the mind of Melzar, and he began to believe in what Daniel was saying. Lord, help us here today. God knows how to change the heart of an individual toward what you believe in if you are willing to take a stand. But before we take a stand, we compromise with people. Because we want them to want us. We want them to love us. We want them to, to befriend us. We want them to accept us. And what we do, we compromise. Daniel did not compromise. And he took a stand and he went to him and let him know what he believed in. Even though he was in captivity, he still believed in God. <laughs> Lord, help us. Just because you have lost your job, don't stop believing in God. Thank you, Lord. Just because you got hard times, amen, and your money fun and your change is strange, it should not stop you from believing in God. Amen. A lot of times people say, well, where is your God now that this is going on in your life? How can you still believe in God and your daughter and got prayed? How can you believe in God and your son and gone to jail? How can you believe in God and you're about to lose your house? Amen. Don't let things stop you from believing in God. There's just things in life that you just got to outlive, baby. Outlive it. He goes to Melzor and tells him what he believes in. Amen. And Melzor, he beseeches Daniel and tells him, say, look, man, this is what we believe in. This is how we was raised, and this is how Nebuchadnezzar runs his house. Don't endanger me and cause me to lose my head. Amen. So Daniel, he goes to him and says, look, I tell you what. I tell you what we're going to do here. Amen. And I'm going to prove to you that the God I serve is able. Amen. Give me 10 days. You know, 10 is the same number, amen, that God gave to them in the wilderness when he gave them the commandments. It was 10 of them. Four of them to live by God and the other one for them to live righteous before man. Ten has a significant meaning because ten is a complete number. He said, look, we're going to complete this thing. Amen. Something that you hate in, something that you don't understand, I'm going to bring some attention and some completion to this thing that you don't understand. Give me ten, ten days. Amen. I tell you what, the ones who accept what you want to give them, that comes from, because the Bible said it was more of that sort. What sort? The sort of Israel. There was others that were there other than Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. 
You got some people who will compromise what they believe in for people. Just to have people, just to have money, position of power, they will compromise. But Daniel said, look, give me 10 days. He said, give me 10 days and give me some pulse, mean vegetables. Say, give me pulse and some water. Put the rest of them in the house, whoever wants to eat the meat, amen, and eat from the king's table and drink his wine, let them do so. And I tell you, after 10 days, come back and check me out. Come back and check me out, Mr. Melzor. And if I, and if we, we are not looking as fit as those that's eating from the king table, well, then we'll, we'll eat. Amen. We'll do whatever it is that you say for us to do. And so the Bible said that he gave them 10 days. Amen. Nothing happens overnight, good nor bad. To give God some time. The Bible says they that wait upon the Lord. You got to learn how to wait on God. Amen. Just because he don't come when you want him, amen, you hear the old folks say he always, he's always right on time. Amen. I wonder how long he waited on you. I wonder if he's still waiting for you. Amen. We want to put God to the test, and we want God to show up when we call on his name, but yet God can't count on you. Amen. You come when you feel like coming. Amen. And when you get here, amen, everybody got to be satisfied whatever time you arrive. Amen. Church and service got to be held up waiting on you. Amen. But when you get in trouble and you call on God, you want God to show up. And when he don't show up, amen, you say that God is not God. Amen. You don't want to pray no more. You don't want to uh, worship no more. You don't want to come to church, church no more. Amen. But, but, but you got to learn how to give God. Give him some time. Amen. You got to learn how to give him the same thing he's asking for you. Time. Amen. I heard Sister Evans when we had the announcement. She, she was saying that, 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 that if you give God what he wants, then God don't have a problem giving you what you want. Amen. So, so, so Daniel, he asked for time. Amen. He asked, give me 10 days. Amen. Give me, give me 10 days. Just bring me and Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, bring us some pulse and some water. Amen. Just, just, just bring us something, amen, some vegetables and, and, and some water. And, 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 and I prove to you in these 10 days, amen, just give me this time. And, and, and then if the continent, amen, of, of, of we who eat the pulse and the water, amen, is poorly, amen. Then you deal with, with your servant. Then you can do whatever it was that, that's in your mind or your heart to do. So the Bible says that, 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 that Daniel convinced him. Do you realize when you take a stand, my brothers and sisters, amen, and you talk with some confidence about the God you serve, amen, you can convince some people, regardless of how long they didn't live like that, regardless of how long they didn't believe like that, if you learn how to take a stand and stop compromising yourself with them, amen, you might just can convince them that what you're saying has some validity in what you say. And so the Bible says he consented to, 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 to Daniel that they may prove what they say for those 10 days. And the Bible says at the end of the 10 days, their confidence appeared much fairer. It was much fairer. 
than the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Everybody thinking about heaven ain't going to heaven. Everybody that's praying, God ain't hearing. Because you've been compromising with the enemy too long. Nobody wants to take a stand and give God time and wait on him. Baby, there's just some things that God will allow to come for you that you just have to outlive. And if you can outlive it, then God could bring you through it and give you the victory. And when God proves you, you give people respect for you beyond measures. And from this time on, Daniel, Meshach, and Shadrach, and Abednego going to have so much of praise and, and so much of respect that their name going to go out through all the provinces of Nebuchadnezzar. All the provinces of Babylon, people are going to know about Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Do you realize what you live is spread like wildfire? And people know everything about you. Regardless of what you do in secret, God exposes it openly. He said, for surely your sin shall find you out. I don't care how far you go. Doesn't matter where you go to do whatever it is you do, somebody's going to know and they're going to spread like wildfire. Because God's going to expose you. The same way He exposed sin, He'll expose your righteousness and give you respect beyond measure. The Bible says that after these 10 days, it was proven that what Daniel said was true because there was much fatter and much fatter eating vegetables and water. While the other ones ate all the fine meat and drank all the wine from the king's table. And look what God does for these children. Look what God does for them because they stood up for him. The Bible said that God, not, not Nebuchadnezzar, God gave them knowledge and skills in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Just the kind of respect. This is the type of admiration that God would give people for you. People will come looking for you. People will call upon you because they can see the God that you serve inside of you. Don't let what you go through define you. Don't let what you live cause people to call you by the name of who you are. Either you're going to be a child of God or either you're going to be whatever it is that you do. This is how people will define you. And because they they took a stand for God and proved God in the midst of all his adversities that God blessed them, how many in here, how many listening want God to bless them? How, how, many, how many in here and how many listen want God to bless them? Amen. Bless me, Lord, even me. Amen. I heard uh, that this young man sing a song. He said, Lord, I may not have, have been good. He said, but, Lord, I've been faithful. 
Amen. I may not have, have been good, but, Lord, I've been faithful. Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Amen. They may not have done all the good that they should have been doing when it was, when it was in Jerusalem, but look how faithful they remain. You got to be faithful to God. The Bible says, be thou faithful unto death, and he'll give you the crown of life. Bible said at the end of the days that the king had said that should bring them in, and the princes of the union brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them. He found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. Look how, look how, look how your righteousness will speak for you. Look how your faithfulness will stand for you. You will be brought before the king. The Bible says, the Lord help us here today. He said, a man's gift shall make room for him and bring him before great men. Look, look here. What God did for them, the king didn't send for his people. He sent for people that was in servitude to him. People who were slaves, people who was brought in as captives. He said, bring in those people. Because I can believe in what they say. Because whatever they say or do, they don't have to do it because they're captives. They don't believe in the same God I believe in. They don't live by the same rules that we live. And so if they say yeah, me. You have to believe in what they say. And so the Bible said the king did what? Inquired of them. He said, send me Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, and Daniel. He said, because in, in them we will find all wisdom and understanding. He said, in all you get it, get an understanding. There are some things that we, even as the people of God, we have to deal with. We have to suffer through. We have to go through. But God is telling us just outlive it. When you outlive your oppressor and your oppression, then God will step in and bless you. Don't put nothing ahead of God. Don't put no people in place of God. Because the same way he brought judgment upon his chosen nation, God going to bring judgment. He said, before one jot, a till of my word fall to the ground, heaven and earth shall pass away. He said, but me and my word is going to stand forever. What is he saying? He said, when my word is decreed, nothing's going to hold it back. It may take time. He said, but it's going to accomplish what I set it out to do. It was where many years before Nebuchadnezzar invaded Israel, God had sent a warning, had sent the prophet and told them about the way that they was living. But because the evil kings that they had over them and allowed them to live the way they lived and do the things that they did so they can be accepted by other people, judgment came. Judgment came, and it came from the north. It came from a place that they never thought would come. 
because the northern their northern neighbors, you know, you know, Israel had a, had a, had a, had tribes to Judah. Judah was in the south. Israel was in the north, and so they thought that they had this thing covered. They thought they had this thing covered, but God said I was going to raise a, He was going to raise a nation up from the north that was going to come in and invade them. Nobody can invade us. We Israel. We never lost a battle. We got God on our side. They had God by name, but not God in their heart. And they had began to give themselves over to things rather than to God. And trouble came knocking at their door that they could not handle. Instead of being a free people and a powerful people, they became slaves to another nation. I wonder if anybody in here is a slave to something else that you have no control over. It's controlling you rather than you controlling it. I wonder if somebody listening into this broadcast had became a slave. We got people that fought on the corner and lost their houses and their family because they became slaves to drugs. They became slaves to, to alcohol or some other things other than God, that they lost their whole family, lost their job, lost their home. Everything that God had blessed them with, they lost it all because they became slaves to something that they should have been controlled in control of. Don't let God bring judgment upon your house that you become a slave to it rather you being controlled of that. Don't worry about what you're dealing with right now. Give it to God and just outlive it. Take a stand for God and God will stand for you. God bless you, saints. Amen. God wants to bless us. Amen. He said, if you hold your peace, I'll fight your battles. Amen. But you got to learn how to take a stand for God. Amen. So God will take a stand for you. Amen. He said, if you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh unto you. Amen. If you, amen, give ear or give way to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Amen. But when you compromise and give in to the whips and uh, things of Satan, then he'll take control of you. So we thank God for each and every one of you who have assembled in the house of God today, as well as those that have, may have called in. I pray that something was said in this message may cause our eyes of understanding to be open and realize that it's time that we take a stand for God. Amen. You can stop judgment from coming to your house today. Amen. If you just take a turn today. Amen. If you just turn on today. Amen. God can stop judgment from coming to your house. It was through the warnings, through the prophets, through the preaching and the teachings of the prophets. Amen. That God sent the warning. Amen. But what, what happened? They didn't take heed to the warning. They gave death gift to the warnings. Amen. And they continued in their sinful ways. They forget. They, they continue in their idolatry style of living, thinking that people, Amen, would benefit them more than God. And when God sent the Babylonians in, when He sent the Babylonians in, it was too late. It, it was too late. Now the time gonna come when God's gonna send somebody to chastise the Babylonians for what they did to His people. Now, God had given them a sentence of 70 years 
that they would be down in Babylon. How long? How long do could you stand to be in Babylon? Seventy years. For some people, it's a lifetime. How long can you stand to be in Babylon? When those seventy years was up, God sent the Persians and the Medes in to chastise them for what they did to His people, and God used them as a as a rod of chastisement. But because they got proud in what they did to the people of God, God said, now it's time for me to chastise you. But look at those 70 years that you're going to suffer. But God said, you can put an end. You can stop that if you take heed to what he said. Let us stand as we bow to be dismissed. Our Father and our God, we thank you for your word on today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.